Hello, adventuresses, and welcome to the podcast dedicated to women who love horses, travel, and most of all, adventure. My name is Heather, and I will be your host today. Uh, Great episode for you. We're talking about preparing for a horsey adventure. So uh, I'm going to kind of go through uh, my packing list, some tips uh, and tricks from, uh, from, from all of us who have gone on our horsey adventures. Um, giving some ideas of, you know, what to put in your suitcase, what to make sure you have when you're out on the trail, uh, all of those great things. So you have the most enjoyable uh, horse riding adventure. So let's head to the show. We are explorers. We are trailblazers. We love to do what cannot be done. We love to test our limits, cross borders, and we love the freedom horses bring us. We seek lands without fences. Who are we? We are equestrian adventuresses. We are a community of women who love horses, travel, and adventure. To infinity and beyond! And now your hosts, Uta and Heather. Today's podcast is sponsored by Stone Horse Expeditions in Mongolia. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to visit a distant land? Right across unfenced grassy hills, down long flower-filled valleys, crossing rivers and mountain passes, making camp in beautiful riverside setting, and watching the horses graze in nearby meadows, all while sipping a glass of wine, or perhaps a cup of tea, just as the sun goes down. And then, do it again tomorrow, and again for days at a time. Stonehorse expeditions in Mongolia with their easygoing yet tough Mongolian horses, each with an unforgettable character, may be just the trip you were looking for to help rebalance in pristine nature with like-minded friends after a long absence of travel. Stonehorse provides a safe, small group environment, taking care of your needs from the moment you arrive till the moment of departure. Their seasoned staff and experienced trip leaders their own comfortable handmade saddles, and the delicious meals conjured up each night will make for an adventure of a lifetime. With a combined expedition experience of 40 plus years, the owners of Stonehorse know what to provide you to make each trip a memorable experience. Whether traveling with friends or making new ones along the way, you will add to the story of Stonehorse and it will become a part of your own. You can contact Stonehorse through their website at www.stonehorsemongolia.com or email them directly at info at stonehorsemongolia.com to learn more about how you can join them as they travel by horseback through the cultural and wilderness landscapes of this enchanted land. If you're looking for a trail riding opportunity near the Dallas area, our next sponsor is who you want to check out. The Chisholm Trail uh, Trail Rides and Horseback Riding near Dallas, Texas, um, they have trails in all different terrains, making riding for every level fun. Uh, They offer a unique, personalized riding experience. Uh, The horses will ride side by side, in a group setting, single file, however you want it. They do offer a 30 minutes uh, instructional warm-up where the beginners uh, can have some, you know, some tips um, and the experienced riders uh, can, you know, get a tune up as well as so everybody can ride on the same trail. Uh, trails are booked by a specific appointment times. They do offer two hour semi-private, 
two-hour private trails and three-hour trail riding experiences. We match uh, the riders to the horses based on riding experience, offering both Western and English style riding and starting at age five so you can bring your youngsters along. Um, rides start with two people and they can accommodate up to 10 riders per ride. If you have a, a group of a larger than eight people, make sure you're calling them in advance um, so they can coordinate that. All times are booked in advance, so you definitely want to uh, want to check that out, um, so you so you don't miss out. Uh, to get in touch with them, you definitely want to head to their website, which is uh, chrisholmtrailrides.com. Um, their uh, email address is chrisholmtrailrides uh, at yahoo.com. I will include all of this in the show notes. Um, so you don't want to miss out. So head on over to Equestrian Adventuresses to our website, click on resources, hit the podcast, and you'll be able to find all of the show notes um, and uh, see all of our great sponsors. Well, Adventuresses, we're back talking about packing. Uh, I know that uh, the planning part of going on a horsey adventure seems to take, you know, where are we going? Uh, You know, what type of horses are we going to be riding? What kind of climate are we going to be in? All of those things take so much precedence. Well, now it's like a few days before you have to go uh, and you're starting to put your suitcase together if you're traveling uh, internationally, um, which, you know, coming from Canada, uh, most of the time when I'm going on my horsey adventures, I am packing a suitcase, packing all my gear. So um, I thought I would share with you some of the things that uh, I take uh, and some, some tips from the experts. So, you know, first, all, first off, you know, your riding gear uh, kind of, you know, that, that's going to be one of your most important things. You know, what are you, what, what, what's a hundred percent that do you need? So, you know, really the big one is, um, you know, what are you wearing? So are you wearing riding tights? Are you wearing jodhpurs breeches? Are you wearing blue jeans? Depending on the style of riding that you're doing, um, as well as the climate, um, if you're going to be in a, a, you know, you're riding English, most likely you're going to be wearing riding tights, jodhpurs, breeches, which however you want to call them. Um, you know, there's lots of different styles. Uh, I prefer the ones that you, you pull on that have an actual zipper and a button. I do find that the tight style ones that you just pull on, they always slide down on me. Um, I don't know, perhaps I'm wearing the wrong size or something, but I just don't find them as comfortable as the ones that you pull on and have a button and a zipper. I, I know now lots of my friends, they love those, um, just the slide on ones. They find them super comfy. And I am noticing in the tack shops more and more of that style. Um, but my my preference is the, the old fashioned pull on with a button. Uh, and I do like to wear a belt. Now, lots of new features with them because, you know, they used to have... Uh, you know, just kind of a little small pockets in the front. Now lots of them have pockets on the bum, um, but lots of them now have started to put like a pocket on the side that that is like just kind of a stretchier piece that goes above. And I find that I'm seeing lots of people, that's where they're carrying their phone because uh, it slides right in. You can see it all the time and it probably isn't going to pop out. Um, something that you do want to, um, as, as you're packing yourself is try everything on before you put it in your suitcase. You never know, maybe that extra five pounds or, or up or down has made a difference in how your gear actually fits. Um, cause you'd hate to arrive in Scotland, Italy, Spain, Portugal, um, South America and be like, oh, 
my pants don't fit. Now I have to scramble around and find a tack shop or an equestrian shop to uh, to to get some new new gear. Um, durability, uh, you know, are they new? Are they old? Um, you know, what's the stretch factor in them? Because, you know, long hours in the saddle, you definitely want to have, you know, some some stretch to them. Um, and how, you know, obviously, if we were to snag on something, we never know, you know, at what angle or is a tree branch or whatever going to rip them. Um, however, if they were to get ripped, uh, you know, is it something that you can stitch up easily at the end of the day or a pin or, or something? Um, which then leads to, you know, what undergarments are you wearing? Because you, you know, that's something that if you rip your pants and you have no undergarments on, you may be giving a show to uh, all of your fellow riders. Um, the next, because I was on a ride with uh, with some girlfriends and um, did went through some thicker brush and her jaws did uh, did rip, but fortunately it was just on the leg part. Uh, so no modesty uh, was uh, compromised. Um, however, her pride was hurt that for the rest of the day, her, uh, you know, three quarters of her thigh was showing. So, uh, and she did have a little scratch from the tree. So, uh, fortunately when we got back, she was able to, uh, um, have a fresh pair for the next day. So there was no, uh, no harm in that. Um, the next thing is to really consider the color of, of your jots or your breeches. Um, if you're going on a multi-day ride and you don't, you know, you have limited space, um, you know, what color, you know, are you, if you go with a darker one, they do tend to hide stain. You know, if you get a grass stain, you sit on something, um, the darker colored ones do tend to, um, mask any stains or, you know, dirt, those kind of things versus the lighter colored ones. However, the lighter colored ones sometimes can be a little bit cooler than the darker ones. So, you know, finding that that happy medium in in the that, you know, the color of them. Now, depending if you're riding in, uh, you know, warmer temperatures or cooler temperatures, they do make um, like the fleece lined uh, breeches, which which are super nice if you're riding in the cool because it's kind of like an extra base layer uh, that, that you can have against your skin that is only one layer. So you're not having to have long underwear on and then your breeches and then maybe, a, you know, a ski pant or a winter pant over top. The, the fleece line ones um, are quite uh, warm and cozy. Now, on the other side of it, if you are, if you're going on a more Western style ride um, and you're riding in blue jeans or jeans, um, you want to make sure that, um, you know, we're, we're women, most of us over 40, uh, you know, our bodies have changed. Uh, any kind of gene that has a little bit of stretch in it is my friend. Um, you know, ease of getting on. Um, and just for the, you know, lots of times they have, you know, they've made those comfort waistbands that have a little bit of stretch in it. Those are my favorite. Um, so, so you want to, you know, make sure that your jeans have some stretch into them. Um, that you're that they're the right length so there is no riding up because you you know you hate you know if they're riding up too high um, you might get some rubs on your fenders those kind of things um, and how are the seams fitting if you're sitting in the saddle for six or eight hours for the day you know are the seams in a good place are they the right you know right type of seam because there's definitely jeans for going dancing jeans for going to a horse show where you're in you know you're 
walking around more versus, you know, and you're only riding for maybe three or four minutes in the show ring and then you're off and you're sitting in a chair versus, you know, long hours of multiple gates um, and speeds in those saddles. I did, um, I did read this little article that said riding jeans when you're not in the saddle, you should be, they should, when like, so you're walking around in them, um, you should be able to fold them up and they should go about four to six inches folded up. Um, there, you know, they're the right length. So you shouldn't get that ride up kind of thing. Cause lots of people I've, I've noticed comments on, you know, when you in the different, um, Facebook groups and, and chats and stuff of like, Oh, my pants don't seem to fit. They're always riding up. So, um, you know, that was a tip that said, you know, when, when you're off the horse, they should be, you know, four to six inches longer than the floor kind of thing. So when you're riding, they are, um, the, the right, the right length. Um, again, try everything on, um, you know, we all like to have new stuff before we go out on an adventure because, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to have a new pair of jeans, a new pair of jots, um, before you, before you go out, but, uh, make sure you try everything on that it fits properly. I know, um, lots of the breeches at the bottom, you know, sometimes they have little elasticy things. Sometimes they have a, a different type of material at the bottom. So, you know, depending on how they're going to fit in your boots, all of those kind of things. Now, when it comes to the top half of your riding, um, you know, again, it really comes down to, you know, what kind of climate will you be riding in? Are you going to need multiple layers or are you going to be, you know, needing more cooler attire? Um, one tip that I can share with you is lots of um, cycling top. You know, when you see the bikers, you know, out on the, you know, doing the big rides, lots of them have these handy little pockets either in the front or in the back. That's a great place to to store things, your phone, lip chap. Um, you know, maybe some sunscreen, those kind of things. Um, and they usually are a fairly lightweight material. Um, you know, and they do come in like a tank top style, short sleeve, long sleeve. Um, so if you hit any of your like sports stores, lots of times you'll be able to find those type of things there. I, I do, you know, most day, you know, the mornings tend to be cooler. And then as you know, you kind of hit that midday, um, you know, having, articles of clothing that are easily taken off. So, you know, zippers, uh, something easy that you can tie around your waist. Uh, if you do have saddlebags, you know, popping, you know, raincoat all is a must, right? If you have your raincoat, Murphy's Law, it won't rain. Uh, if you forget your raincoat back at camp or, or at the hotel, you will get wet. That's just how, how, uh, how horse, horse adventures work. Um, but having, you know, the, the base layer, you know, perhaps, a, um, you know, a tank top and then maybe a t-shirt or long sleeve uh, and then a light sweater uh, and then light jacket and then even, you know, a light uh, raincoat kind of thing. Now, you'll know, you, you'll be able to judge, okay, so we're, we're in Spain in August, I'm not going to need a sweater. Um, but I'm in Ireland in October, I'm probably going to need a sweater. I'm most definitely going to need a raincoat, um, you know. The style uh, that you get, totally up to you. Um, but underneath all of that, you do need a good base layer, um, which for for the ladies, you know, we need a good bra, a good 
um, sports bra, something that's comfortable, something that's not going to be pinching. There are so many different ones out on the market. You hit any of your lingerie shops and you tell them I'm going, you know, high impact. Um, they're going to have, have lots of different uh, styles and options for you. I think their she fit is a popular one. Um, I'm a little bit heavier chested and I find that those sports bras that you have to like contort yourself to get over your head are not for me. I prefer, um, you know, the ones that you, that you put on like a shirt, but have like, uh, a clasp and then maybe a zipper. I got one. Um, I think like Lululemon makes one. I got a couple from uh, Victoria's Secret that it's kind of like a two-piecer. So in the back, it's that razor, razor back style. So your straps aren't falling down, but you put it on and it, um, where the cups join, there's a little clasp that kind of locks in. And then there's another piece of material that comes around that has a zipper. And I find that that's a very supportive one. Um, it, it's not too hot, um, but I do find I feel really secure when I'm riding. Now, if you're just going for a trail ride in the mountains, maybe you don't need to have like the, the girls really locked in. But, uh, but you know, you definitely want to make sure that you're comfortable. If you're going to be doing lots of cantering, lots of trotting, you definitely, for your comfort, want to make sure that the ladies are nice and secure uh, um, and that you have the proper, um, proper bra on. Um, same goes for underwear. I, you know, we had have this discussion at least once a year. Uh, in the group on, you know, well, I'm a thong wearer, I'm a no underwear wearer, I'm a, you know, I like the granny style panties. Um, whatever you're going to ride in, make sure that you've ridden in it before. Um, I'm a full bum panty kind of gal. I prefer, prefer that style. Um, you know, cotton ones do tend to um, be a little bit more comfortable. Um, they are, you know, tend to be a little bit more absorbent, you know, if you get sweaty, those kind of things. Um, but you want to make sure you you don't want to get no rubbing going on down in the lady bits because that will become very uncomfortable and it will dramatically change uh, your ride, especially if that happens on day one because you will be out hunting for diaper rash cream because your lady bits are tender. So, you know, making sure that... Uh, that you have uh, proper underwear on. And again, like I said, you know, if your pants were to ever rip and you're not wearing any underwear, that may be a problem. So um, so tip, my tip is make sure you always got some good, good undies on. And then your socks, right? Because you need to have, uh, you know, I know, I know women that ride barefoot. Um, I find for myself, uh, a good pair of socks, uh, a little bit longer ones um, tend to um, be a little bit more comfortable if they cut, you know, if you're riding in uh, short boots with a half shaft or something like that, or even a cowboy boot, I do find that a tall sock just prevents any rubbing from, you know, where the boot ends and your skin is. I, I do like that little barrier in between that, uh, but that's a personal preference. Um, you know, wool socks tend to be a little bit more absorbent. Now, depending if you have hot feet, that might not be the option, but, um, you know, making sure that, you know, if your feet are going to get, if there's potential that your feet are going to get wet, um, ha have a, a, you know, keep a dry pair in maybe a Ziploc bag 
in your in your saddlebags or in that little pocket in your shirt or or whichever uh cold feet or wet feet make for cold feet and make for grumpy women um i can attest to you know once my feet and hands get cold watch out i just want to get off my horse and and be done with it i want to just go warm up so so that's something uh to to take into consideration um talk a little bit about gloves now um you know, I know that here in, in North America, or in Canada anyways, you know, tend not to ride with gloves unless it's cold. Um, but gloves will protect you from the sun. They're going to protect you from bugs. Um, you know, if it's super windy or if it gets cold, um, you know, the, the gloves will just give you that added layer of protection. If you can find waterproof ones, they will be a lifesaver because, again, it kind of goes to the wet feet thing. If your gloves get wet, your hands get wet, then now you're cold and it is a vicious circle of when is this ride over because now I'm cold and I just want it to be over. So, um, you know, wet, wet gloves suck. Uh, I can tell you from from experience riding in Ireland, we, we only got really wet that one day. Um, but my hands were wet and I got cold and then I got really grouchy. So you don't want to have that. Um, so yeah, so, you know, check out gloves, um, if you're potentially not going to get wet, um, you know, a leather glove or even those like little magic mittens kind of thing that you can buy at like the dollar store for two bucks, um, that are, you know, that are super stretchy. So they fit everybody's hand, you know, throw a pair of those, you know, they fold up really small. You can stick them in with your dry socks. And if your hands get cold, you pop them on and game changer, warm hands and feet, you're set. Okay, moving on to raincoat. Talked about Ireland, um, and because it does rain there, it's fantastic. Go, uh, most beautiful riding that I have, uh, you know, have some of the most beautiful riding I've experienced has been in Ireland. Um, but it does rain there, so you do want to have a good raincoat. Uh, I got this like rain poncho from from one of my uh, one of the local tack shops that. Um, that was super awesome about it is when I put the hood up, I could put my helmet over top and, and do it up and it, it protected my ears. Um, so I found, and the back of my neck. So there wasn't, uh, if, when it was windy or if it did start to rain, um, I did find, you know, if my ears weren't cold and that wind wasn't blowing in them, it was definitely a bonus. Um, those Australian, um, slickers that you see you know the old cowboys wearing um my girlfriend that was with me she wore hers she was dry the whole time uh and it was fantastic because you're as long as you stay dry the ride's fun right because you're still out there enjoying the beautiful countryside enjoying the amazing horses um having this great adventure and you're happy because you're still dry um so so that's a tip you know those australian oil skins um, having a, a raincoat that will fit under the hood will fit under your helmet. Big game, big game changer. Um, mine had a pocket right in the front uh, of kind of, it was kind of a little bit of a poncho style. So I could pull it back and kind of cover my saddle a little bit and tuck it under so that my legs didn't get wet. That, that was a, another one. So I was really staying quite dry. Um, and the pocket was great for keeping my phone, keeping my lip balm putting my sunglasses if it got too uh, too cloudy um, where I didn't need them. Um, 
If you are wearing a jacket style, you know, one that can you can pop off, tie it around your waist, um, or and easily put it back on if uh, if need be. Um, so you know, the raincoat is definitely uh, something that you you should always have with you because it is really Murphy's law. If you don't bring it, it will rain and you will get wet, and then you know that will uh, make things not so great. Um, so now I mentioned helmets, so let, let's uh, head over to helmets now. Um, first off, you know, look inside your helmet. Um, make sure, you know, is it all intact? How long have you had it? There's most likely going to be a sticker inside that tells you the validity of the helmet. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, sometimes it might say warranty, those kind of things. Um, after time, the plastic material will break down. If you've had a fall with the helmet and hit your head, you need a new helmet. Um, you know, they they are designed for impact and they protect your noggin, but usually they only if it if it's showing anywhere, uh, especially after a fall, it's time for a new a new helmet because the integrity of the helmet has potentially been uh, compromised. Um, some things you want to look at if you're getting a new helmet is is it vented? Um, does it fit properly? If you're buying a new one for the ride, um, wear it around for a little bit before you you pack it, you know, for, you know, if you're traveling from Europe to North America or North America to Europe, you know, make sure you ride it in a few times that it's comfortable, that you, you're going to be able to, it'll be, you know, that you've adjusted it and that a six hour ride, you will be comfortable in it. It's not going to be flopping around and you can adjust it and, and those kind of things. Um, Lots of the rides, uh, it'll tell you when you're reading the description on it, if you're going on a, a you know, a, through a tour operator, uh, if they were quite, you know, lots of times, you know, if you're over 18, uh, you know, helmets are uh, at your option. You know, if, if you're riding in, in Portugal or Spain, they, they aren't mandatory. Um, most of us are riding with our helmet almost all the time. Uh, I, I know I'm guilty of it every once in a while at home. I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to go for a little ride. And, you know, the only time we think about putting a helmet on is is if we're going, you know, far away. Well, we should be wearing it all the time. But um, you you do want to make sure that it fits properly um, and and that uh, that and because, you know, your, your safety is number one. Um, some of the rides in, in the description they may say helmets provided. Um, you know, that does save you from, from traveling with a bulky helmet. The downside of that is, is you don't necicarily know if the ones they're gonna provide will fit. Um, so, so I recommend uh, taking your own, we all have them. You know, you know make sure that it's still valid, the you know, good integrity and uh, better safe than sorry and know that it fits. A tip with the helmet is uh, most of them come with a bag, you know, the helmet comes in a bag. It's a great tool to use because your helmet is kind of big and bulky, but then, you know, where your head actually goes, it's a great place to carry stuff. So you could use the helmet bag as a carry-on um, and you could cram all your, you know, socks or underwear or whatever you want inside the actual hollow part of the helmet um, to save some space. And then you can still put in there, you know, if you're traveling with your iPad or, you know, a book or those kind of things, it'll fit in there. And there you go. There's your carry-on bag and your helmet all in the uh, the same place. So that that's a, a little tip for that. 
Now your footwear for packing, because um, there's, you know, boots do come in all shapes and sizes now. You've got the short boots, you've got the tall boots, you've got the cowboy boots that are short and tall. So depending on what type of boot you're going to wear, um, will, you know, boots are big and bulky and they weigh a lot. Um, so, do, you know, depending on your airline's restrictions, those kind of things, you, um, you may want to wear the boots on the plane, uh, especially if they're easy on and off as you go through security, you most likely have to take your shoes on and off. Um, but it'll save some weight. And, you know, you can throw in your light runners into your suitcase, but this way you, you've got them with you and, you know, you're not getting lost in your suitcase. Um, so, so with the short, shorter paddock style boots, um, lots of different styles. There's the, the zip up ones. There's the pull on ones. There's the lace up ones. Um, whichever kind you have break them in before you go. <laughs> Don't uh, be pulling the tags off as you're um, heading out the heading out the door that first morning because if they don't fit right, it's going to be a very long week. Um, so so break them in, wear them around lots. Um, there's lots of ways to break in boots fast. Um, you know, there's the old uh, pour hot water in them, dump it out, and then wear them till they're dry and then that will... Uh, uh, you know, mold to your foot if, they, if they're leather. Um, lots of times people wear a heavy sock with them and that'll stretch them out a little bit more. Um, but do wear them. Uh, I have, uh, the pair that I have are a lace-up ones. I've had them now six years. Um, this last ride that I, ha- that I took in, in Portugal last fall, um, I think they're getting to the end of their life cycle because I did find... Uh, if I had to walk around much, they were kind of rubbing in a funny spot. And I don't know if that's an age thing. Did my foot get a little bit wider? But perhaps it's time for me to look for a new pair. Now, if you're going with the tall boots, uh, you don't have to worry about half shafts and those kind of things. Um, a few more options in waterproof ones with the tall. Um, so if you are going to be in an anywhere where your boots potentially are going to get wet, you definitely want to have waterproof ones. Um... Half shafts, um, you know, make sure that you obviously know how, how uh, you know, best way to keep them clean. Um, there's lots of ones with like neoprene and, and mesh on them and they're stretchy and um, they're a great, great alternative to a tall boot because you can, you know, roll up those half shafts, pop them in the boot and now and, you know, they're good till the next morning. Um, they do prevent any leg rubbing with stirrup leathers, all of those kind of things. Uh, they come in black, they come in brown, uh, you know, you can definitely match them to uh, to your boots. I do know people that ride without them, they're totally fine. Um, not my jam, but uh, I have recently started riding again in the tall boots and I kind of prefer them over the short boots. So, uh, so I guess that is uh, maybe the route I'm going. But again, really depends on what you like. But most important rule is, if you've bought new ones, make sure, you know, make sure you're buying them like a month before you go so you have lots of time to break them in. Um, if you're going to be doing any, if you're going to have to be getting off and doing any leading of your horse, make sure they have a good sole so they're good, you know, on, on rocks and, you know, and that you're comfortable, you know, maybe you have to walk a mile, a kilometer, whichever in them, um, that, that they are comfortable. 
Um, probably the the last thing that it comes to with uh, clothing and you know what actually is going on you. I have a few little add-on things, but um, you can. Uh, I know if anybody's watched Survivor, you know they have those buffs that uh, they all wear. Um, those are great for, you know, you can keep it around your neck as kind of a neck warmer, but if it got really windy or if it got really dusty, you could kind of pull it up over your mouth and nose um, as a protection. Also, it would keep your face warm. If you were if you were to get cold, you could probably shimmy it up and it would also keep your ears warm. Um, the other thing is a sarong, you know, like, or, or a, a big scarf. Uh, lots of people will tie one of those around their neck for some from neck warmth, but the best advice for the sarong, those lo- or you know those long scarves, is you can kind of use it as like a makeshift uh, skirt uh, if you ripped your pants. Uh, alternatively, if you you know when it's time and you got to go to use the ladies' room and you're out in the middle of the wilderness, um, you can kind of use it as a makeshift uh, privacy banner or you know if you. Hey, pull it out you can while you're going to the bathroom if there's no if there's no shelter you know if you can't hide behind a bush or a tree or something like that you can kind of use it as a as a privacy thing so so that's something to uh to that you can use um that was a tip that I got from Crystal that she uh that she shared with us that it was super handy for um you know privacy um I know like back in the 80s and 90s, those fanny packs were really popular. Well, they have made a resurgence. These like body bags where you kind of wear it over your shoulder. I picked up this cutest little fanny pack that I actually wore around my waist that it was made out of neoprene. So it was kind of, it was a little bit waterproof. Um, and I used it for my last right. It My phone fit in it perfect. My lip chap, I, I could put some snacks in there. Popped it around my waist and my was completely hands-free now. I could, you know, if I needed to uh, pull my camera out, it was right there. It was just a zip. And when I was riding, it was zipped closed. So there was no chance of me losing anything. Your TJ Maxx, your your Marshalls, all of those kind of winners, they're going to have, uh, there's a whole section that sells those kind of things now. So you can, you can pick those up. Sunglasses. You know, you, you got to have, have those while you're riding, um, whether you're riding in winter or summer, spring, fall, you, you need to have good, uh, good protect. And what the sunglasses not only protect you from the sun and the glare, but if there's any debris, those kind of things, they definitely uh, protect your, protect your eyes. Um, some other things for packing, um, you know, we, we, in our day and age, we got all these technological things. You want to have kind of a, a battery backup for your phone. Um, so, you know, if you're using it to take photos, you're using it for music or you're using it as a watch. So, or, or a GPS, uh, you want to be able to, uh, recharge that just, you know, in case you don't want to get lost, those kind of things. Um, if you are planning on taking a GoPro, um, you know, the best ones are the ones that are mounted on your helmet. Um, but do practice how to use it. Uh, lots of them connect Bluetooth to your phone. Um, know that, okay, I'm, I want to get this gallop on record. Make sure you know what sound does it make when you turn it on? What sound does it make when you turn it off? So you aren't recording nothing and then hit stop when you want to record something. So uh, you, you want to make sure they make them really small now. There's even ones that are on, on your, that you can put on your chest. 
The downside of that one is, is depending on how your horse carries its head, you may only get your horse's head in the video. Whereas the ones that you uh, mount on your helmet that you kind of look like that little alien from the Flintstones, um, that, uh, that one is uh, great because as you turn your head, you're getting all of those views. Um, if you're going to be doing any night riding, um, you know, one of those like headlamps that you can put around your forehead, they work perfectly on your helmet. You can pop that on uh, and now you all of a sudden, your horse has a headlight. So you can, uh, you can, you know, light up all of the areas. Um, depending on which country you're in, always a good idea once you're there uh, to grab uh, a local SIM card. Uh, I do recommend that you, uh, you know, when you take your SIM card out of your car, out of your telephone, pardon me, that you, you know, have some little Ziploc bags that you can put those kind of things in so you don't lose it. So when you get home, you're like, oh, great. So now I have this uh, Spanish SIM card and no SIM card for my phone in Canada. Um, that That's always, you know, handy because then you can have some internet and, and cell phone and all of those kind of things. Um when it comes to packing toiletries, um, you know, lots of things, you know, everybody has their kind of personal preference of, of what they, you know, what things that they have in their kind of emergency little kit. Um, you know, having things in Ziploc bags so they don't get wet. I always like to pack a few extra just empty Ziploc bags or now I know here in Canada, we've really cut back on plastic bags. But if you have any old like, Safeway bags or grocery store plastic bags from Walmart, those kind of things. Um, those are always really handy if you have wet clothes or at the end of your ride, you can put your boots in, tie them up and you stick them in your suitcase. Now, you know, whatever dirt or debris is on them, they're not touching the rest of your things. Um, but when it comes to toiletries, uh, you know, keeping medicines in their, or all, in their original container in the event that there ever was an emergency, you need someone to be able to open up your bag and go, okay, yeah, this is her asthma medicine. This is her heart medication. This is her diabetes medication uh, and the proper dosage and all of their, if you have to go to the hospital, your, your people that are with you can show the doctor there, this is what she took. She took, you know, um, or this is what she took in the morning, those kind of things. So, so that's super important. Um, Always really important, if you have a medical condition that may be, you know, may appear while you're out riding, making sure that your tour guide is aware of it. Um, you know, and then, okay, I keep my, you know, my my inhaler or my diabetes medication or, or my blood pressure medication. I'm going to keep that in my, in my uh, saddlebag or in my fanny pack or in my leg bag. Um, just so they know, okay, I do, you know, I can get low blood sugar. This is, you know, so they know, um, that is super important. Um, your, your medical insurance for out of country insurance that you should always have, um, you know, make, take a photo of the policy number and the contact phone number and share that with the people that you're traveling with. Everybody should know how to, if you need, if, you know, you need help or they need help. You both need to know how to uh, how to help them. So so that that's uh, kind of thing. And then you have you know your regular toiletry things: your your shampoo, your conditioner, your your dry shampoo, your hand sanitizer. Because you know there obviously is going to be times where you're probably maybe not going to be able to wash your hands. So having that hand sanitizer, those little 
like wet wipes. Those are always a really great, you can buy like a 10 pack at, you know, that comes in a, a sealable container that's little, that's easily packable. Um, Walmart, all of those kind of places have those kind of things. You can buy um, even like prepackaged little things of Band-Aids. Um, I think there's like 10 in the thing. That's always handy to have kind of in your in your first aid kit or your your travel kit. There's a whole aisle in Walmart that has like little mini things that are always, you know, they save some space uh, or you can even buy like little mini containers to, you know, put your own shampoo in um, instead if you didn't want to buy uh, buy the little miniature ones. Um, but it does. It, it saves rather than having to take bulky things. Um, things that you can don't have to keep in its original containers. Um, you know, if you need some uh, Imodium, you need a, a Pepto-Bismol, you need um, a Tylenol and Advil, those kind of things. I like, I make my own little, um, you know, kind of little uh, over, the, not, uh, you know, drugstore little bottle. I keep it with me while I'm riding. I keep Tums in there, some gum, some gravel. You know, you get a headache. There'd be nothing worse than getting, you know, upset stomach or diarrhea while you're out on a ride because now how are you going to fix that? But if you can take some Imodium, those kind of things, um, and they, you know, as long as you know what those pills look like. Um, but they're not being that they're not prescribed medication. You don't have to worry about those being in the original containers. Um, you know, snacks, always a good idea because you just never know when, you know, I know for myself, if I get cold and wet, I'm going to get grumpy. But sometimes like a granola bar will fix that, right? Just something in my tummy makes your body work a little bit to digest it and it does warm you up. Gum is a great thing um, to, you know, just it, even if it just takes your mind off being cold or wet or whichever, or, or, or just the, the little bit of sugar that's in it might get you to, to lunch. Um, a bottle of water, crucial, keeping hydrated. It prevents headaches. Uh, water really is the kind of a cure for, for a lot of things. Um, so, you know, having, having a water bottle, something that the lid, you know, if you can have a water bottle that you can kind of hook on your saddle or something that the lid isn't going to fall off so you don't lose the water, um, that, that's always handy. Um, a, a lanyard, something that you attach your phone to, um, depending, you know, if you're, you're cantering along and you drop your phone, it, it might be a long canter back to go find it. Um, whereas if it's on a lanyard, you know, say, or, or, you know, something that's attached to you, um, having those fanny packs or sometimes the leg bags that you can pack stuff in, um, anything that is really, really important to you, um, you want to have on your person while you're riding, uh, in the event that you and your horse are separated from each other, you want to have your phone with you, you, you know, if you need emergency help. So that's why it's important to pack those fanny packs. Um, lots of riding places are discouraging from riding with a backpack. Like if you're on a, a, a tour, some of the horses aren't a fan of them, you know, depending on how they're packed, you know, if they bounce, those kind of things. So having the fanny pack does tend to, you know, they're a little bit smaller. Um, you know, not all horse, not all rides are going to provide you with saddlebags. Hopefully they will. Um, but, but those are kind of some things. So, you know, just when you're packing, um, you know, lots of the tour operators are going to provide you a list of, of things that you must bring. Um, if you're going on rides that require um, you to have, you know, 
packing your own sleeping, you know, if you're tenting, camping, those kind of things, uh, you want to make sure that you're reading up on that, that you're bringing the right size of things, the right weight of things. Some some airlines are going to have weight restrictions. So, you know, making sure that you're packing your suitcase efficiently, um, you know, and, and we talked a little bit about what color of pants to wear, you know, packing so you have multiple things that go with each other kind of thing, you know, a, a simple like maxi dress that you can slide on after you have a shower uh, or freshen up that, uh, you know, the, a dress or a romper, um, that's only one piece of clothing. So it does tend to uh, save on the packing, but, you know, having shirts and pants that go together, um, you know, a pair of flip flops or an easy lightweight sandal um, that, you know, after you're done riding, um, and you're about, you know, at the campsite or at your hotel, something, you know, just change your, you know, slide your feet into always a, a good idea. Um, lots of European hotels don't provide face cloths. So maybe a nice, you know, a little face cloth if you want to, uh, pack that in your bag. But, you know, these are just some general tips. I will put loads of links in the show notes on, uh, you know, things that you should, you should always have, you know, making sure you've got the right bottoms, the right tops. Uh, that helmet advice, boots, half shafts, uh, gloves, um, things to go in your fanny pack, things to, you know, all of your extra little devices, those kind of things. Um, you know, there's oodles of things that you can pack, just making sure that you're packing the right stuff for the right climate. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed uh, my tips on packing and uh, have a great horseback riding adventure. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. On behalf of Uta and myself, we do look forward to you joining us again soon. If you like the show, hit that subscribe button so you will not miss any new episodes in the future. If you'd like to give us some feedback or suggest a topic for a future show, please send us an email or message us via Facebook. Or simply leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. The greater reviews we receive, the more like-minded people can find our show. And don't forget to check out all the great things on our website, equestrianadventuresses.com. Our goal is to provide you with all the information you need to feel confident to go out on your own equestrian adventure. So until next time, adventuresses, happy trails!